Hello and welcome to Doc to Me. We're back. Hell yeah, bitches. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And my dad died. <laughs> that is <laughs> not, not a, a joke. <laughs> not a bit. Uh, it's just what I would say is a pretty good reason why we took a break. <laughs> yeah, and a well, well-deserved break reason. I, I was feeling a little bummed out by the whole thing and maybe not ready to talk about Psycho Kids, which is what we're watching this week. Yay! Beware the Slenderman. This is a 2016 film that premiered at South by Southwest in March 2016 and then broadcast by HBO on January 23rd, 2017, so you can watch it on HBO Max. The director of this is Irene Taylor Brodsky, and she has an interesting background. She is the child of deaf adults, so she does a lot of work focusing on the deaf community. Her dad, Paul Taylor, was a pioneer in the development of TDD, which is the communication device that's used. Interesting. <laughs> Her first major documentary was called Here and Now, H-E-A-R. Oh, I like the plan words. And it covers her parents' journey through having cochlear implant surgery. And what comes after that, like figuring out sounds and like also the difficulty in learning which sounds to focus on. Yeah. Like when you're talking to somebody and you can hear background noise. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be interesting too, having it done as an adult versus a child or something. Yeah. Um, So that one is also on HBO Max if you have free time. And also everyone should at least learn the alphabet in American Sign Language. It has come in handy. Yes. Especially with small children that don't know how to like talk correctly and doing like basic stuff like eat, sleep. Oh my God. It was so much easier with my second one when I did that. Yeah. I really feel like this should have probably been a three-part series because even for being two hours long, they don't really go over the crime and background relationship stuff that much. Yeah, it it was a lot of the Slenderman, really. And also, I don't know what I would call them because they're not murderers (laughs) as much as they tried, but I feel like it focused on them a lot. The criminals? The criminals, yes, that would be the word. Tempted murderers, <laughs> the youths, the youths, <laughs> the bad youths. Uh, if you get motion sickness easily, the first minute of this film is rough. Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes into a weird X file opening credits. It's really bizarre. May thirty first, twenty fourteen, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, at about nine fifty a.m., a nine one one call comes in about a twelve year old girl who had been stabbed. It's always Wisconsin. It also feels really crazy that this crime occurred eight years ago. I know. It does not feel like that. It feels like it was just yesterday. The kids in the story are adults now. <laughs> I think they're out, aren't they? No, one of them, but okay. we'll get into that. But still, like, it's like, holy crap, I just remember this happening. Yeah, yeah. Again, they don't really go over what happened that day, so let's just kind of start with the bicyclists. So when I imagined that this crime occurred, they always made it seem like it's some forest, like, tucked away somewhere. Like, it was literally just a little strip of woods. Like, <laughs> I was there's, like, when I saw it, I was like, what? There's some wooded areas, yes, but the park it's a part of has playground, soccer field, baseball field, bike trails. So knowing that, it's not as shocking that someone would stumble upon this victim. Yeah, I was a little surprised at where they decided to attempt it. Like, are you Clearly trying children, to yes. get away with this at all? The very middle-aged guy who finds her is out on a bike run and is headed towards a bike trail he knows about in this park. 
and literally finds her at the entrance to this trail, lying in the grass. I've listened to the 911 call, and this dude is just very Wisconsin. He's very calm. Did you just snore? I did snore. (laughs) He's very calm and even asks her, am I bothering you at all? You're fine, sir. (laughs) I've seen in interviews where he didn't think anything was wrong with her at first. He just thought it was this girl who fell asleep in a sunbeam on the grass. Until, Because that's something 12-year-olds do. <laughs> until she looked up at him and said, I need help. I've been stabbed. <laughs> Am I bothering you? And my favorite part is when the dispatcher asks him if he sees any perpetrators around. And he's just like, oh, I didn't even look. Like, what? <laughs> you just found a bloody child. You see a stabbed girl and you don't even take a split second to just check around. And see if you might be Make like, sure there's not stabbed. somebody with a knife. He is very calm on this call. Is is marijuana legal? Like, maybe that's why. (laughs) He's like, I was on a bike ride. (laughs) In the woods. (laughs) So the 12-year-old victim, Peyton, I'm not going to say her last name or even, like, the nickname she goes by. Just let her have a little peace. Peyton had 19 stab wounds to her arms, legs, and torso. 19. It's a bit much. One wound missed a major artery by less than a millimeter, and another one went through her diaphragm, cutting into her liver and stomach. That's rough. It's crazy that not only did she live, she was able to drag herself closer to the road to be found. And since she lived, she was able to tell the cops exactly who did this. Surprise, surprise. Is it Anissa or Anissa? I think Anissa. It was, we did watch this weeks ago. I think it's Anissa. Anissa. Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser, her friends. Which just I guess me... in quotation marks. Yeah, which, I mean, there have been plenty of cases of teenage girls killing their friends. There was a Lifetime movie about that one. Yeah. Remember, she was, like, befriending the girl's mom afterwards and, like, lived with them. Yeah. That was a great Lifetime movie. Yes, I know exactly which one you're thinking of. <laughs> I'm not lie. Lifetime's had some pretty good ones. Didn't yeah. they have one on that couple where they killed the girl because they and they went in the military? Mm-hmm. Was it? Um, yeah, they had that one too. They used to have really good ones. Was it like All of You? Anyway, and then they got a channel that you have to or a subscription, and it's like no, no. I just used to be like... able to just watch them all on YouTube. <sighs> <laughs> Their 90s ones were, yeah. Yeah, I need some more of that 90s Lifetime original movies. <laughs> so so we both have 12-year-olds, and I cannot imagine either one of them doing something so horrible. Well, and I actually, as I was watching this, I was just imagining if my child was exhibiting some of these things. Because I think I even text you at one point, what the fuck? Yeah. This is all a bunch of red flags. <laughs> So yeah, and my kid even came up and was like, oh, was this the the girls that did it for Slenderman? Why do you know Slenderman? Yeah, yeah, let's maybe talk about this. (laughs) Why do you know this? What are your thoughts? What are you doing on the internet? So the cops find Morgan and Anissa almost five miles or almost eight kilometers away from the scene walking near Interstate 94. They were described as being covered in blood, and I saw a few pictures, and there's noticeable blood splatters on their coats, but if you're driving by... You're not going to notice. Yeah. 
And just to remind you that these are fucking children, even though they had five miles of walking to get rid of evidence, they still had the knife on them. (laughs) Fucking 12-year-olds. They're so stupid. in a plastic bag. So, like, ultra-preserving evidence. (laughs) We're we're keeping the evidence. (laughs) Stupid kids. Right away, they confessed that, yes, they committed the crime, but they had a good reason for it. Don't be an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, it was totally justified. They needed to kill to appease the Slender Man. Who is the Slender Man, you ask? A fucking internet meme. (laughs) Like creepypasta. (laughs) Can you imagine killing somebody over that meme of the lady and the cat at the table yelling at her? But at least it's not one of those shitty minion memes that our moms post. It's a literary meme. <laughs> so there's some actual thought process. So yeah, there's that's some background on this case because this just goes straight into the interrogation tapes and then Anissa and Morgan's backstories. Okay, but can we talk about how, um, was it Anissa that was like, how far did we walk? Because yeah. I'm not really athletic. <laughs> I, just I was like, like, I get it. And I was like, I, I understand, sweetheart. <laughs> I, too, would want to know how many miles I walked. <laughs> I walk around the block, and I'm like, man, that must have been a mile. And like, you were gone 20 minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, do I get some kind of, like, medal or something for participating in this 5K? You can cross out the I voted and just say I walked. I'm fine <laughs> yeah, with that. like, I need some kind of recognition for this. Like, how far did we walk? <laughs> It seemed like a long time. So I, I just don't know how I feel about this documentary. And really this case, like on one hand, it's very clear that they are children and they need serious help. But on the other hand, it's a horrific crime. And one of them is already out on probation after just seven years. I just want to say they are both clearly mentally unwell. <laughs> even for 12 year olds. Morgan's mom, Angie Geyser. Ah, that's a hard name to Angie Geyser. Seems to Johnson. seems to acknowledge that they were aware that there might be some issues with their daughter when she was younger. She had a lack of empathy for others, and her mom uses the example of the Disney film Bambi. Spoiler alert on an eight-year-old movie. <laughs> Bambi's, Bambi's mom dies. Bambi's mom dies. And according to Angie, Morgan didn't show any sadness over the death, but she did seem to show concern for Bambi getting away. So I, I don't know. She seemed to at least understand the danger and wanting Bambi to be safe. Yeah, I don't know that I would say that's not showing. It's not like she's laughing like, yes, kill her. Yeah, she's not Blood like, bath. Bambi's mom's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a just not understanding the concept <laughs> quite yet. But then again, empathy is a learned behavior. It doesn't necessarily mean she's a sociopath. Can we talk about how weird her mom is? <laughs> Like, I think she got all that from her mom. Uh, I don't know. Her mom is very... Just lets a lot of things go. Yeah. Just very... Being stabbed with red flags and going, I don't see a problem. Yeah. I just... It was just... Just her mom composure and stuff during the... Like, I was just like... She didn't seem to show a lot of emotion herself. Yeah. Angie was aware that Morgan was interested in scary scores... Scary scories... Scary stories, and that she was really interested in Slenderman, but she didn't think Morgan believed that it was real. A major issue with this story, aside from a lot of blaming it on the internet, is parents just not talking with their kids. 
Like, you know she's into weird and scary stuff. Just, or even, like, looking into what they're doing online. Just every now and then pipe up with the, hey, you know this isn't real, right? Just any kind of insight into, like, I know that Anissa's dad heavily blamed the whole iPads and the internet and, like, all I, that yeah, stuff. I yeah, get into that. Yeah. yeah, and I just, no, it's not a problem with having the technology. It's the problem of not looking at what your child is yeah. doing online. Like, I literally told my kid today, she's like, oh, did you want to read my Snapchat messages? And I was like, you think I haven't already? <laughs> like, <laughs> way ahead of you, babe. I know what you're doing online. Angie says she read it in middle school so she can relate to being into creepy stories at her daughter's age. And hey, same. I read it in middle school too, but there's a difference between reading a Stephen King book from the 80s and consuming all this material about a character on the internet. There's just so much evidence of people having more faith in things being true on the internet than anywhere else. Do you recall, like, this year, no, it would have been November, all those fucking idiots camping out in Dallas who believed that JFK Jr. was going to come back and somehow usher in a new presidency for Trump. (laughs) These were adults who read this on the internet and believed it. Yeah, I must have missed that. That this guy from a very famous Democratic family who died in a plane crash over 20 years ago has just been hiding out all this time and is going to come out publicly publicly to put in place a shithead grifter republican adults believed that i mean look at all the people that believe roswell in area 51 and all those other things like i'm just saying if adults could believe this of course a 12 year old could believe that there's really this monster out there that kills people just check in with your kids just once or twice (laughs) anissa's dad bill wire i don't know about this dude He makes it seem like he was so involved with his daughter and there were just no signs of any issues with Anissa and just seemed to really put it all on Morgan. Morgan and Anissa are both charged with attempted first degree murder, which in Wisconsin means they are required to be tried as adults. Maybe let's change that law to a case by case basis. Yeah. Again, this case is tough. (laughs) They tried to kill their friend because they thought it, they did it for this slender man, which If they did that, he would let them live in his mansion and teach them magic and shit. Which is another weird thing. Very clearly the logic of a child. Yeah, but also the idea that they didn't kill, they didn't try to kill her to appease him because they thought that he was going to kill everyone and all this other stuff. They wanted to be in with him. Yeah. They were like, you're misunderstood and we want (laughs) to be a part of that gang. Which is such a weird teenage thing to do. But then... After the stabbing, they told her they would go get her help and instead just left her there to bleed out. Like, it's such a vicious thing. So they are facing up to 65 years in prison. Now we get into the background of the friendship, kind of. The event started with the three having a sleepover at Morgan's house for her 12th birthday. So she just turned 12. They talk about how Morgan and Anissa became friends in sixth grade because they rode the bus together. Which, let me do some calculations, because um, if it's May and she's just turning 12, wouldn't that mean she's still in sixth grade? Mm. So she knew this girl less than a year, and they're already, like, planning to murder someone together? (laughs) It's a fast friendship. (laughs) I feel like when you're a child, like, you form bonds much more quickly. Like, (laughs) now... Deep of a bond? I mean, come on. I've been on, like, my kids have been playing on the same softball team with other kids, and I've known their parents for, like, four years, and I'm not hanging out with them. 
I don't like it's just it's different when you're older okay like you are just much more skeptical and I don't know that I want to waste my time with this but yeah it like that that was a fast friendship and they were definitely it's it's kind of what the fuck man like I don't even know the names of people that I've been seeing on a regular basis for the last four years but you guys are plotting murder sure they just didn't mention that i had to sit how old was my kid and (laughs) yeah even if you got into school like even if you went early which is basically impossible in the state of texas (laughs) let me tell you even if that happened okay then it's less than two years yeah (laughs) i i feel like it would have like a a, at least five plus years before (laughs) i could plot murder with someone i've been married for 10 years and i don't know that i could Oh, I don't trust my husband. Uh, no. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't plan a murder with him. No. He steps over or uh, kicks stuff all the time because he doesn't watch where he's walking. I'm not trusting him to help you murder somebody. No, I'd be stuck with all the cleanup. <laughs> so, Anissa seemed to be the leader of this plan, but Morgan is just really creepy. <laughs> I was sitting there, I was like, is she the one leading this? Or she is just has other? this flat affect, which makes more sense later when you learn she has schizophrenia. Also, that just makes me more frustrated when you learn her dad has schizophrenia and what is one of the symptoms of that? Lack of empathy, which the daughter had shown signs of from a young age. If you know your husband has it, why would you not consider that your daughter would? That's why I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm completely blaming the parents because I understand you can't completely control everything your kid does. Plus, they didn't even talk to her about it. If they had had a conversation, hey, your dad has this, and it is entirely possible for you to, so, you know, if you ever start feeling like this, or this, or this, maybe come to us, because it's completely normal. I have bipolar, and it's a genetic disorder, so I make damn sure I keep an eye on my kid that's close to the age I was when I was diagnosed, and let his pediatrician know that, hey, he's on ADHD medication, but could be early signs of manic episodes. Like, I get ahead of that. Fuck, I remember, my husband has Tourette's. I remember when I noticed weird things in my oldest at three. Hey, should we keep an eye on this? Like, what do you think? If you know something is in your family, why the fuck would you not talk to your kid about it? Especially when it's like mental disorder. And just let it... She probably was sitting there thinking, the fuck is wrong with yeah. me? This All this time, and you didn't have a conversation. One conversation. Fuck, we talk to our kids about fucking puberty. You can't mention <laughs> their own mental health. But yeah, and then we spend way too much, way too long explaining what a meme is. Which, hey grandma, you know that stuff you see multiple times on Facebook? Yeah, that's a meme. No, 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 grandma, I know they're called minions, but the stupid pictures of the minions that get passed back and forth on Facebook, those are called memes. Memes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're called. No, I know they're minions. Just, just forget it. And then even more time is spent on what a Pied Piper is because that's what Slenderman is supposed to be. I never considered that. I just thought that he was some kind of weird monster. I, okay, first off. Also, Pied I Piper was shocked that they had and to... drove away rats and sometimes children. Yeah, I was surprised <laughs> that they told the whole Pied Piper story. And which also every time I hear Pied Piper, I think of uh, what was that show? Oh, my God. What was that show with the nerds? Know. And they like make the Internet stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, Silicon Valley. Yes, I think it's Silicon Valley. <laughs> oh, so that wasn't yeah, the name of his company, yeah. Pied Piper. And then we go through Anissa's view history on YouTube. That made me want to pull my kid aside and be like, hey, 
let's talk about some things. <laughs> like, like, you're not granted, watching animals be murdered, are you? when we were their ages, the internet was still just starting to kind of get big, and but YouTube like those, did not exist. No, and I still, I'm not a fan of Our YouTube. parents still glance through our search histories every so often, at the very least, to make Actually, sure we're not talking to pedophiles. No. <laughs> my parents let me get away with way too much on the internet. I distinctly remember meeting someone offline when I was like 16, which is why I'm so vigilant with my kid. <laughs> Is because I remember talking to the dudes that I knew were probably 40 <laughs> in chat rooms. And my parents weren't checking my internet history. I remember when my brother got caught looking at porn or something like that online. And meanwhile, I was... dragons. <laughs> a little something. Uh, meanwhile, I was pulling up naked pictures of women so that I could send them and pretend like they were me when I was like catfishing <laughs> dudes on the internet. I was not a good child, and that is why I'm super focused. I am constantly, I think I've even texted you, I don't know, my kid has TikTok, what do you think? And then I I discovered she has Snapchat, and I'm just, uh, but yeah, no, I read all of, I read her chat history, not thoroughly read, but I just glance glance through through it. Um, you know, and check her internet searches just to make sure that there's not something that I need to talk to her about or whatever. I trust her. I don't trust other people. But I don't trust other people. And so, you know, I just want to make sure she's not talking to weirdos on the internet. If she was commenting on videos of animals being eaten by other animals and weird shit like that in that search history, I feel like probably would have seen that as a red flag and talked to her. Hey, are you feeling okay? <laughs> Just, it's a little weird. I just want to touch base on that kind of thing. It was really fucking, like, I was disturbed by it. Yeah. We get conflicting stories at this point. Earlier, Anissa's dad said he kept an eye on what she was doing on the internet and who she was talking to. And at 7.30, they had family time together. And now the mom, Christy, says that Anissa was obsessed with the iPad and didn't socialize with the family. And that Anissa Which watched... sounds like my kid. Anissa watched weird videos, but nothing depressing or degrading. No, we just watched a video of a woman give a mouse to a cat that tortured and ate it. Yeah, it was fucking weird. I did not like that. I'm telling you, if I saw my kid watching that, I would be, we need to have a conversation. I can understand if David Attenborough was there. Narrating. (laughs) And it was in the wild. Yes. But it was just literally a fucking weird cat in a bathtub with a little (laughs) tiny mouse. And they're just watching it. Ugh. Like, it's fucking weird. It's like when you find out about people who were serial killers and in their childhood they were torturing animals. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. I'm just not comfortable with it. Yeah, their stance seems to just be to blame it on the internet. Yeah, was it the dad was like, iPads are being handed out to elementary kids this year, so at least our fifth grade son is going to be coming home with one. Like, what are you talking about? They don't just hand out brand new iPads straight out of the box and to kids and say, have fun, make sure to check out Pornhub. Yeah, they lock them down. Parental controls. And I actually, I was talking to my eight-year-old on Friday about this because she was talking about when I was a kid. She was like asking if we had something or whatever when I was a kid, and I was like, "No, we didn't have that when I was a kid." Oh yeah, she was saying you didn't have spelling tests when you were a kid. I was like, "Yeah, we (laughs) fucking did." What are you talking about? And then I was, but back in my day, we didn't all have 
iPads. We had to share computers in a computer lab. Big ass computers. Yeah. And she was like, we don't have iPads either. We all have Chromebooks. And I'm just sitting there laughing because when you're in kindergarten and first grade. Oh, okay. So you have a keyboard attached. Yeah. Like, (laughs) cool. You have a laptop. We didn't have that kind of technology. No, we had to deal with the air. Yeah. So in like our fancy ass school district, you know, kindergarten, first grade, you get an iPad. Every kid gets their own iPad for in the class. And then in the higher grade levels, every kid gets a Chromebook and they don't bring them home with you, but... Oh, mine does. Well, my seventh grader does. Well, they did once, was it fifth grade, they got them to bring home. Yeah, we, they didn't start bringing them home. Which is the ass to get a kid with ADHD to remember to plug it in every night. Ugh, same. <laughs> Basically just don't take it out of your book bag. But yeah, no, we didn't start bringing them home. They didn't start bringing them home until middle school, but... For fuck's sake. I had to share a computer and we were playing organ trail and typing classes. That was the only extent of it. Mavis Beacon. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you. Didn't have spelling tests. We did them on paper with pencil. (laughs) Yeah, there's parental controls. If they search or visit anything that's not appropriate, the school gets notified. Yeah, my kid kid complains all the time that like certain things are blocked. Well, for good reason. I was in a like this food it was almost like a restaurant type class we had an operating restaurant in the high school teachers and stuff but we would go to research recipes couldn't find any recipes for chicken breasts (laughs) it's that bad breasty word i'm like well then what do we look (laughs) how do you search for this probably not chicken thigh either (laughs) but yeah i mean just Keep an eye on your kid and make sure they're not doing something they shouldn't be doing. It's school issued, so why would they need it for something other than schoolwork? Not to mention, like, it. even if your kid doesn't have the technology, I can guarantee you that one of their friends does. And I inadvertently, I have um, my oldest kid's email tied to mine on my phone or whatever. And so sometimes I'll get notifications. And so I saw that. She was having, somebody else was trying to sign in. And I was like, I, I emailed, hey, are you signing in on some other person? And she's like, oh, my friend at school, I'm using their phone to sign into my email. What the fuck? You're 12. What yeah, email like, do you need? Bro, five emails. <laughs> Just, it's, it's, it's a lot. And they'll, they'll talk about it too. They not, may not have Facebook access at your house, but they certainly do on their friend's phones. Yeah. And they will talk about all kinds of shit. That's how we learned about sex when we were little, from our friends. Or at least that's how I learned about sex. (laughs) I was the oldest kid, so there was nobody to tell me anything. So yeah, I just... The internet. The internet. Uh, Nissa's dad and friends are talking to her over the phone and talk about how some of her friends will be there the next day for a court hearing. You know a court hearing for attempted murder charge? Why would you bring children to that? It's so weird. And why would the parents agree to it? There's, of course, multiple hearings related to trying to get the case moved down to juvenile court, and now we're finally walked through the crime when we're more than halfway through this documentary, Yeah, which like, is I insane. Don't, I don't need to know all the backstory on Slenderman. I just want... And also, who the fuck cares about creepypasta? Everyone knows that... Well, now it's just all gone to Bigfoot porn and... <laughs> well, I mean, I'm... Who cares about that shit? Everyone knows that no sleep is where it's at. Who is phone? I haven't looked at creepypasta since I was a teenager. <laughs> I think last podcast on the left around Halloween, they just read them. That's 
the most I know. <laughs> if you aren't aware of this story, that has to be frustrating to be halfway through this before you find out what happened. But who's not familiar with the story? I mean, That's apparently my 12-year-old even is. <laughs> The night before the crime, the girls went out skating for Morgan's birthday. Just to remind you again, they're children. And then they go back to her house for a sleepover. They were originally going to kill Peyton that night, but figured they'd give her another morning. Which is such a weird ass thing. (laughs) That's fucking murdery, okay? (laughs) We thought we'd just go ahead and let her see the sunrise one more time. The next day they eat breakfast and then ask for permission to go to the park. And before they left, Morgan grabbed a knife from the kitchen. It looked like a steak knife, but not one of those serrated ones. Oh, yeah. Kind of like at a restaurant where you know the steak's going to be good. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely not a butcher's knife. So creepy just imagining the three of them playing at the park while one of them has a knife hidden under their coat. Also, I'm imagining it tucked in the waistband. This really weird trying to um, play without shanking (laughs) yourself. They are children, but one of their plans was to kill her in the public bathroom because they knew there was a drain in the floor for the blood to go. It is just... They're fucking homicidal maniacs. (laughs) These girls are 12, but they're scary. They don't want to kill her while she's conscious and staring at them, so they ask her to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the weirdest... Hey, Heather... Can you go to sleep um, in this you, public bathroom? Can you go to sleep? I know. I mean, like... when I worked overnights at Walmart, yeah, I'd finish up my area early and then I'd just go take an hour nap in the bathroom. <laughs> but I'm not going to pretend uh, I haven't napped in my office bathroom. But... Oh, my God, yeah. Wait, what are you talking about? You work from home. Now, but <laughs> before. <laughs> Honey, are you taking a shit? Uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's why we have three bathrooms. (laughs) Oh, fancy. Uh, God damn it. Why do we do this? Because this next part's... (laughs) It's rough. Anissa hits Peyton's head into a concrete wall thinking that would knock her out. sorry i started laughing and then i was like that's not appropriate and i was like because it's just such a dumb logic (laughs) morgan starts freaking out and hands the knife to anissa and tells her she has to do it anissa calms morgan down and then starts petting peyton like a cat (laughs) i like how she said it she was petting her like a cat (laughs) it's just anissa and morgan decide to play hide and seek peyton doesn't want to play But when they insist on playing and telling her she can choose the next game, she finally agrees. That sounds very much like my 12-year-old. Play with me. You can pick what we do next. Morgan was the seeker, and Anissa just kept pulling Peyton further into the woods to hide. Just fucking creepy. She's trying to pull her further away from the actual park where there's more people. Uh, Anissa says something really chilling. She was going to hide in one place, I was going to hide in another, and then Morgan and I were going to be like lionesses chasing down a zebra. What the fuck? Yeah, that's some kind of, you know, human hunting. Yeah. And then Morgan had the knife again. It's a little confusing. They're 12. So uh, Morgan hands the knife to Anissa and tells her, I can't do it. You know where the soft spots are. (laughs) (laughs) It is terrifying that these are children. (laughs) 
This is like stuff I wouldn't even think of. And I think about murder a lot. Not committing it, but you know, I think about... There is only a table between us. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm always thinking, oh, that's a great place to hide a body and shit like weird shit like that. But this is like some extra next level weird shit. Uh, Nissa hands the knife back to her and says, you do it. Go ballistic. Go crazy. Make sure she's down. And Morgan apparently said, I'm not doing it until you tell me to. So Anissa starts to walk away. When she was five feet away, she said, Morgan, now. Morgan climbed on top of Peyton, whispered in her ear, I'm so sorry. Like, I hate that. (laughs) I hate that you did that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. And started stabbing. I was wondering why Peyton was on the ground. And I found an all that's interesting article that I'll tag in the notes where Anissa had told Peyton to hide on the ground under some leaves and then, of course, when Morgan came to find him, Anissa just points her out. That's so shitty. That's not how you play the game. <laughs> God damn it. We go through more pre-trial stuff, mostly focusing on Morgan's schizophrenia, which is very severe. She had been having hallucinations since apparently she was three. So She also apparently had ODD, the oppositional defiance yeah. disorder, which I thought was interesting. So it makes sense why she would believe so strongly in Slenderman if she was having hallucinations of him. It just really falls on her parents. You know you have schizophrenia. You know it's genetic. And I don't know if it makes me so angry because I understand like how important it is to keep your mental health issues in check and how I know I could pass it on to my kids. And so I make sure to check in with my oldest on how he's doing and here's things to look out for if you're feeling any of these things. It's, it's important you tell us because you don't have to deal with that stuff. Exactly. You don't have to live like this it's just ugh. there's things you can do to help with it it's just like any genetic issues if you were born with a heart deformity and then as an adult you got pregnant you'd fucking tell your doctor <laughs> oh my god and that's just what makes me so angry with her parents i know i'm repeating myself but just check in with your fucking kids i know they're annoying to deal with but it's better to just bite your tongue than to have to deal with court appointments <laughs> Anissa's statement is after the attack. She saw Peyton try to head towards the road and she redirected her away from the road. She told her to be still and then would go get help. But of course they didn't. And that just creeps me out. Yeah, they knew what they were doing was wrong. Morgan has schizophrenia and feels like she has to commit the crime or else she and her family will die. But what is Anissa's deal? She wanted to join him. She just... She legitimately just wanted to be with Slenderman. It's some kind of bizarre, you know how like women write to serial killers in prisons and they're like, oh, he's just Oh, how Ted Bundy is so handsome. Exactly. fucking not. (laughs) Fucking unibrow. That unibrow, it drives me crazy. (gasps) But yeah, it's, it's just like that. It's just this whole, oh, he's misunderstood. I'm just like him because he was bullied and I have tentacles. (laughs) She encourages Morgan to commit the crime and then just stays there and doesn't stop it and then doesn't allow the victim to try and go for help and instead lies and says she'll go get help. She doesn't have a serious mental disorder to blame that on and guess what guys? She's the one that's out and I find her to be more dangerous. Yeah, I would have to agree with that completely. She's not having hallucinations and yet she's just going along with it. Anissa's dad is still bitching about iPads and how they ruined his daughter's life while he's just letting his son play on his iPad because the school insists that these kids have to have iPads to learn. Just shut the fuck up. He can use the iPad for school and for homework, but once he's done with homework, you just take Take the iPad away. Yeah. It's 
pretty easy. Like, why the fuck is this kid playing games on the iPad? Yeah, that's not what the school meant. The game was clearly not educational, so there's no need for him to be playing with it. Just be a fucking parent. In 2017, Anissa pled guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide, and a jury found her not guilty by mental disease or defect. I had to do a bit of searching, but I found that she had been diagnosed with PTSD, major depression, and a shared delusional disorder. PTSD? I wonder where that came in at. From trying to murder somebody? Okay, well then that's not like a contributing <laughs> factor in the I murder. Don't know. I don't know. You can't, you can, just because you get PTSD from trying to kill someone doesn't mean that's <laughs> going to get you off from killing someone. Her mental disease can't be that severe since all she's prescribed is an antidepressant. Like, I don't want to judge because I have a more severe mental issue, but... It's not a competition, Heather. <laughs> I understand. God. Like, that's it. She's sentenced to 25 years to life with at least three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute. At a court hearing on March 10th, 2021, when she was 19, she submitted a letter to the court stating that she was sorry and deeply regretful for the agony, pain, and fear I have caused not just to the victim, but to my community as well. I hate my actions on May 31st, 2014, but through countless hours of therapy, I no longer hate myself or them. On July 1st, 2021, Waukesha County Judge Michael Boren ordered her release from the Winnebago, don't laugh, Winnebago man, Winnebago Mental Health Institute gave state officials 60 days to draw up a conditional release plan and required that she be assigned State Department of Health Services case managers to track her progress until she's 37 years old, which would be the full 25-year sentence. On September 13, 2021, she was released with multiple stipulations to include 24-hour GPS monitoring, requiring her not to leave Waukesha County without permission, her internet usage monitored. I feel like you should probably just not get internet access. And will not be allowed to use any forms of social media. She will also be required to take medication and will be personally escorted to regular counseling sessions by a caseworker. She will also be required to live with her father during her probation. You know, guy too lazy to take an iPad away from a 10-year-old. <laughs> Wait, she has to live with her dad until she's 37? Or just I guess. Like... <laughs> what happens if he dies early? Uh, that's a good question. Tell I mean... me, Judge Kathleen. I don't want to think about that. I wouldn't have let her go. I know. Morgan accepted a plea offer to avoid trial and be placed in a mental health facility. She was given the maximum sentence of 40 years to life, involving at least three years lock confinement in addition to involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute until complete resolution of symptoms or until the age of 53. Which is so fucked up (laughs) that she got like such a worse like... Yeah. Holy fuck. (laughs) I mean, I guess because she was the one that did the stabbing. I I don't know. Followed by communal supervision, periodic reevaluations, and or reinstitution. Uh, In 2019, Peyton did an interview with 2020 when asked what she would say if she ever saw Morgan again. She said she would thank her because the attack inspired her to pursue a career in medicine. And as of 2021, she's attending college. So yeah, it was an okay documentary yeah like they could have i mean i feel like i because we don't really learn much on one step of by step of the crime because it wasn't like the full story so it was a little confusing but more on the backstory of their friendships like how these three normally got along yeah i mean because morgan and anissa's friendship was sort of brand new so how did that affect like morgan and peyton's friendship 
Well, and weren't, like, Morgan and Peyton were friends. They had known each other since, like, kindergarten, but then they started being friends, like, in fourth or fifth grade, but... Which, I, I mean, I don't know how it is with boys, with my girls are all that I think friendships are all very fluid all the time they're on constantly every new school year they have a new BFF I mean they have maybe that one that they've stuck with for the most part but everybody else is just kind of wishy-washy back and forth it's like just felt like there could have been more than let's talk about the Pied Piper (laughs) who the fuck cares about the Pied Piper (laughs) just google if you don't somehow know I feel every person knows the Pied Piper (laughs) Isn't it like a fucking nursery rhyme? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, I blame the parents. A lot of it, yeah. <laughs> Watch your kids. The end. Watch out for those minion memes. Oh my god, if somebody kills for a minion. Dude. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Bye. How we're ending it yes <laughs> okay bye thank you for listening <laughs> sorry my dad died when we were gone for over a month it's really tragic <laughs> it is i am upset don't yes. fall for my laughter yes how it's i a, deal with shit it's a coping me- mechanism oh, yeah. yeah 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 humor and everything not the Holocaust. Can we oh, agree God. on that? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. There is no humor in that. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. No, we'll end on that note. <laughs> I guess. What else do we got? Thank you for listening to Doc to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at doctomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at doctomepod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.